We don't have to sing. Let's not. Oh, hello, gentle listener. Welcome to Hot Drinks. I'm fucking drunk. God damn it. Like and subscribe. Ready, go. Ready on your. Porn. Okay, hold on. (laughs) So we're recording at my house. Yes. My children are upstairs, so we're going to use quiet voices. And when I told my kids that I told my son, my middle son, that you were coming over. Middleson. His name's Middleson. His name's Middleson. (laughs) He said. Do you and do you and Sister Twain ever think? Because they don't know your real name; they only know you as Sister Twain. <laughs> just kidding; they just don't know your name because right. they don't know anyone's name. Just kidding; they probably do. Um, just kidding. But he said, "Do you ever think that maybe you shouldn't record your podcast that's about sex and drugs while your kids are here?" <laughs> and I was like, first of all, it's not about sex and drugs." And he goes, "Oh, what are you recording about tonight?" <laughs> well, tonight's show is about sex. sex. Which we'll get to, but I explained it to him. And he was like, okay, that sounds good. But um, but then as we start, you're just yelling porn. porn. <laughs> and I've got drugs in my purse. He's upstairs like, that's what I thought. <laughs> anyway, hi, Sister Twain. How are you? You're, she's choking. It's either her drink or her lung disease or her throat disease or she's laughing. That that you hear coughing is Sister Latter-day Twain. I, stop. I'm Brother Jack Coffee. I don't even know what the what I'm doing that's funny. I'm just introducing the show. This is so funny. This is a show called Hot Drinks. This is so funny. Can I open this door? Yes. Okay. You have to unlock it first. Don't let the cats out. No, uh, no. This is a show. Oh, you're just opening it like for air. Yeah. Just turn that fan on because then the cats will okay. run out. Okay. All right. Well, oh, but the fan might not sound very good. <laughs> anyway. Going. There's oh, air. I'm going. Okay, so <laughs> you this, asked me how I was, and I didn't this a, answer. This is a professionally recorded <laughs> podcast called Hot Drinks. This never happens to me. Well, it happened to me earlier today. What? When in a text group that I'm in. Oh yes, I was, we had some funny group texts. Today. I was masturbating. <laughs> Remember how this is not a podcast about sex or drugs? <laughs> what is wrong with me? <coughs> Do you want me to tell the story? Or are you okay? I was masturbating. And I'm holding Brother Coffee's hand right now with both of my hands. Uh-oh. Siri. What did Siri just start doing? There's some crazy shit going on. Should we start over? No. I was masturbating today. Right. <clears throat> and uh, for quite a while. Okay. For hours. Oh, great. Because it's fall. Right. <laughs> And it was just somewhat Fall chilly. Fall is for fucking. Oh, dude. Damn it. Bruh. This show is about sex and drugs. <laughs> Damn it. Um, <clears throat> it was rainy. It was in the 60s. And I was horny as all get out. So I'm in my bed making love to myself. Mm-hmm. I was in falling in love with myself. Right. right. And my green hill far away. Um, get it? Because, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Oh, you're using that sweet voice that you said we should use. And I hear my phone buzz. And I thought, this is probably going to be my 10th orgasm. I'll just, you know, hold the vibrator there. (laughs) And pick up the phone. And check my text. And it was the group thread that I'm in with you, yourself. Right. right. See you, Jane. Right. Um, See Jane's husband, CK. Right. And Morag, who is known as Cindy. Who has, who she has, has cancer. cancer. You guys, she has Do you cancer. hear that? Do you hear that? She has cancer. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Morag doesn't like it when we don't talk about her cancer. So we just want to make sure that every time we mention her, we mention that she has cancer. And <clears throat> something she said made me laugh so hard. It's not going to make any sense it if you try to read it back. But the point is, is that I, am st- I still have the vibrator on my clip. And I'm cackling at this text. And then it continues with you yourself. Because then I'm dumbfounded because you tell us what you're doing. And I'm like, you are answering a text right now? Like, in this moment? You're like, let me see what the text, what's going on on the group thread? I don't pick up the group thread if I'm, like, eating a piece of toast. 
I'll be like, oh, I'm going to finish this toast first. I don't want to be distracted. Anyway, this is a podcast. It's called Hot Drinks. Right. It is not about sex and drinks. <clears throat> it is about rock and roll. It is about rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Um, when it, how are you? What's new with you? Um, I feel like <clears throat> I had some things I was going to say, and I don't remember any of them now. Great. So, um, uh, let's see. Yeah, I was really glad it was cold today. Yesterday was 88. Fuck that And shit. you could feel the heat. You could just feel it in the air. It was like... <laughs> You could feel the sun being hot, and it made me mad. And then today, originally, my phone told me the high was going to be 62. Yeah. And then it ended up being like 74, which is fine. But now but it's, it's really... A yeah, now it's gotten really cool <clears throat> and chilly. I'm all sweaty now. So. Um, that has nothing to do with the weather. I'm just sweaty because maybe I was choking to death. Right. Um, well, I will tell them something about you. Okay. Um, Shit. <clears throat> yesterday... You sent me a picture. <laughs> or was it the day before? It was yesterday. It was just like three-fourths of your face. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you said, this is me mentally unraveling. Yeah. And I, I was s- having a rough night. And the first thing I said was, that is such a great picture. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. It really was. I'm going to post it. So I'm going to put that on Tonight. my dating profiles and just write... Me mentally <laughs> unraveling. unraveling. And I said, what's going on? What's going on in your head? And you said, my head is an empty pumpkin. <laughs> I was like, I love it that you are so fucked up because it delights me. That's, I mean, that's where I'm at. It's like, I'm, because I mentioned <clears throat> last episode or a couple episodes, I don't know, that I've been pretty depressed lately. But like where I'm at right now is like, my head is just an empty pumpkin. Like I'm just... <laughs> I'm just going about my day. I'm totally fine. I get all my work done. I get my responsibilities done. I got my car registered today for next year. I called the doctor and made an appointment for one of my kids. Like, I'm, like, functioning and doing shit. You're kicking ass. But my head is just an empty pumpkin. Right. There's no thoughts in there. Right. There's nothing between these beautiful bright eyes. Just, <laughs> just emptiness. Jesus. Um, one year for Halloween, <clears throat> this is one of the best costumes I've ever had. Okay. I don't like costumes. I know. I like costumes that are just my regular clothes that then I can say are a costume. So, <clears throat> right. But here is a costume I thought of <laughs> once that was amazing. I think I know the one. And and I want to point out that <clears throat> I don't think you do. This was this was pre. I've seen a picture. Oh, of it. okay. Yeah. Um, I want to point out <clears throat> if you don't know, I'm a very large human. I'm like Andre the Giant <clears throat> sized. <laughs> And my, my head is the largest head on the planet. I venture to say there's not a single person on the planet with a head bigger than mine. Okay, fine. No hats fit me. Like, it's just an enormous... If I, like, lay pumpkin. on the ground and you picked up my head, it probably weighs, like, 75 pounds. That's a big old pumpkin. So one year for Halloween, I wore black pants and a white shirt and a black vest and a black tie. And then I bought the biggest ass 60-pound pumpkin... I cut a hole in the bottom of it. I carved it out on the inside and I made a Jack Leonard face and I put it on my head. So really I was just wearing normal clothes except for when I needed to be like in a photo or or like, you know, whatever, like people were going to see it. Then I just threw this giant pumpkin on my head and it was terrifying Well, yeah, because I was, I'm very tall. Okay. And then I had a giant pumpkin on my head, so I was even taller. Did you have a and giant pumpkin on your head? Tall things are scary. But li- <laughs> I don't know if you know that. Tall things are always scary. But listen, the smell of a raw pumpkin... Yeah, it was fine. ...makes me wretch. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. As a child and still to this day, scraping out the innards makes me go... Yeah, I don't mind it. Did you hear that? Did you like that? Yeah, I'm surprised uh, you didn't start choking. But anyway, oh, tall things are scary. <laughs> As evidenced by that scene in It Follows where the really tall guy walks into the bedroom. Scary. It's scarier because he's tall. In what? It Follows. Or that scene in The Haunting of Pill House where there's the really tall guy and his neck is bent. Yes! It's scarier because he's tall. Speaking of. Tall things are always scary. I have watched three episodes of Midnight Mass. Right, me too. Are you three episodes in as well? Three and a half, yes. Well, I've watched, I've finished three and I've started the fourth. I think that's where I'm at too. It's very triggering. Don't you think? Because of the religion. Because it's it's a lot about religion. Very heavy And there's religion. a lot of hymns. <clears throat> right. Some of which are about also Mons used Pupus. in the Mormon church. They sing Lead Kindly Light, which made me laugh because that's like our... <laughs> but it was with a different melody. Yeah. <clears throat> they do that. 
I enjoy it. It's spooky. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I, yeah. I have a couple theories. Okay, me too. But do we we don't let's not we, talk about let's them on not here. Do no, that. we'll talk about them on the break. Forget it. Because uh, Chloe's already bored. Oh yeah. Chloe she, Chloe was here for the pumpkin on the head story because that's <laughs> that fits with her fairy kingdom, right? Like the pumpkin king. <laughs> Living her, in her fairy kingdom, her, le- her lesbian cottage court. She's not. She's she's in not a, hetero- a lesbian. She's in a heterosexual marriage. But, but as but- soon as he <clears throat> said, as soon as I started naming TV shows and movies, she was like, "Fuck this." She took fuck her, you, bitches. She took her rolling pin that she rolls out her pie crust with, right, and started just smashing her phone to bits. The pie crust has violet petals rolled inside of it. <laughs> did she do that? No, but I bet she could or would or um, did. I if, don't know. I, I'm. She's going to message us in the morning and say... With a picture of a pie crust she rolled out with the violet petals in it. So what are your... I don't have any comings and blowings. Well, I already told you that I masturbated all day. Oh, right. Okay. I hope your kids heard that. That would be a coming. (laughs) So many times. (laughs) Except for when I started cackling at my texts. Right, right. Um, Were you like making nachos also while you were doing it? Or like folding some laundry? Eating up some leftovers? Just updating your calendar? (laughs) Balancing your checkbook? (laughs) Um, it was just the strangest thing, you know, it's not like I never masturbate. It's just not a regular thing for Mm -hmm. me. And today I was so overcome with the need. Right. And the urge. Because of the cold weather. Yes. Right. It wasn't, it it was just like, I was, it was a compulsion. And you know what? You know who didn't have that compulsion? Who? Our friend Cindy slash Morag. Her cancerous uterus, oh, yeah. uterus just dried right up. And also, when the weather starts to get yeah. cold, she becomes a stick man. It closes. Yeah, her, she becomes a stick her man. Slit. Yep, just just stitches closed. <laughs> stick it just man. holds all the cancer inside. <laughs> Are you happy now, Morag? Are you happy? If she's not happy, then forget it. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Any other comings and blowings? Um, you know, don't be a hero. You don't have to force yourself. Oh, thank you for holding that space for me. Just, you know, tell what's happening. I'm, and if not, we'll move on to the top five. I'm tired enough from being a hero in all the other ways of my life. It's true. So let's introduce the top five. Okay. So let's... Uh, <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> what just happened? This is why we can't record at my house. This is why we tell the story. So we're, <laughs> grief is why. So we're sitting on my sofa, which is, I live in a townhouse. <clears throat> so the stairs that go up to the top floor are behind the sofa. And my son, Middleton. just my Middleton, Middleton, my middle son, just dropped a cat on us. <laughs> it's not from far. It's like five feet. It's just, not, just so I don't want anyone to think it's like a, like a, my, like a stair that doubles back and the cat came from 20 feet up. But in the side of my eye, right. in my side eye, right. it was a black cat that I'd never seen before. Right. <laughs> but it wasn't But that. it was actually just my regular old gray cat. Can we say his name? Is that okay? My cat? Yeah. Sure. Lando. Yeah. Like Calrissian. Yeah. Um, Not Dumbledore Calrissian. <laughs> right. Okay, so right. we were texting ideas about show ideas. And Noel, I, you gotta go away. <laughs> I mean, middle Middleson. Oh, you messed baby. it up. <laughs> Is that like, my nickname? Your nickname's yes. Middleson. Oh, okay. Have a good evening, uh, Middleson. I can give you guys their real names if you want. Everybody knows <gasps> it's got, fine. We got consent. No, he meant ever... he could tell us. He would tell the p- listeners our real names. Oh, they already know. They're yeah, now. they figure yeah. it out. Anyway, well, so the <laughs> one of the. This is why we don't. You guys, brother, coffee's a dad. This is why when we tell the story. This is grief is why. Um, (laughs) This is why when we put on the calendar that every Tuesday we're going to record, and then the Tuesdays when when I'm at my house with my children, I'm always like, I fucking can't do it. Okay. Uh, Oh, okay. So So we were trying to come up with ideas like something about the fall, something about spooky. I have a little bit of a cold and I've been sneezing a lot and or I've been coughing. Wait, sneezing a lot. Oh my God. And people say, bless you. And I think it is the most fucking annoying thing on earth. (laughs) Oh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And especially because I was, I have been sneezing a lot. Yeah. And so like every 30 seconds, everyone that I work with is like, bless you. Well, and we. Bless you. Oh my God, I hate it. If you sneeze more than once, like. A lot of times I'll sneeze three or four times in a row. Yeah. And someone will say, bless you after every single I one. I hate it. I will kill them. I hate with, it. With Why Chloe do we have this tradition? Oler's rolling pin. High rolling pin. 
Anyway, so the, I was thinking of a of a top five about bless you. I don't know. Anyway, there were not they were not good ideas. No, they were they were good ideas, and I want to revisit them. Thank you for holding space for those because ideas. Because one of them was the top five fall things. <laughs> You're not going to be able to get it out. Makes us want to just ropey cum ropes or something. Hot ropey cum. Yeah, something about fall. But anyway, a gentle listener suggested something, and it is a fabulous idea. Yeah, so that's what we're doing. And do we want to tell them? What? Nope. <laughs> just kidding. No, we will. So she wrote in and she said she wanted, and j- jump in if I'm not explaining this well, but basically she wanted Are you ideas. No, I'm talking to the cat, Rose. Of course I'm talking to you. She wanted ideas on how to talk to kids about sex and sexuality and growing up and bodies and bodies and all those things in sort of a queer-friendly context. Yeah. Like, and, and she even said, like, my kids are very young. I don't know if they're queer. Like, I have no idea. So, right. but I want to make sure that I'm talking inclusively. Right. And we thought, that sounds like a great idea. Such a great idea. And when I was driving over here, I was pulling out of my driveway and I was messaging you. Right. With, safely. With Siri. Right. Siri right. was helping me do it safely. Right. And, <clears throat> um, and, I, and, and I was just wanted to clarify, I was like, are we doing this as if we know the kids are gay or queer? I mean, sorry. Right. Uh, or just, you know, they're really young and we're just approaching it from a safe space, all inclusive. And you were like, all the kids are queer. It's true. It's true. <laughs> All so these yeah, kids are queer. so I said let's let's just just you know kind of the top five. I can't remember the the wording we use, but yeah, pretty much all these kids are queer. So it's going to be the top five queer friendly ways to talk to your kids about sex and sexuality. I'm so excited. And just just to just to put a disclaimer in there, we are not professionals, right? You but do we have are, a degree, as do I. We we have degrees if you put them together, but we don't know no what good. the hell we're talking about. <laughs> So we're just making some shit up. Yeah, from our experience. And you can take it or leave it. Fuckers. Grief is why. (laughs) Have you heard of Leonardo da Vinci? I sure have. The best thing is we plan these ads ahead of time. We don't. Didn't he write Barefoot in the Park? He did. (laughs) He wrote Sunday in the Park with George. Um, what the fuck? Where no, are we but going he was an artist was. in the Renaissance. Yeah, and um, a creator, if you will. And just as a little side note, and then I'll get to my point. But <clears throat> the person that he used when he painted Jesus was actually, many people believe, his twink lover. Right. So all of the Christians who worship these Renaissance paintings of Jesus, it's Leonardo da Vinci's like bottom. gay bottom twink lover. Right, right, yeah. Right. So anyway, Fantastic. but but back in the Renaissance, people <laughs> had patrons. Artists had patrons. They did? To free them up to Yeah, that's where the word comes from. Are you joking? <laughs> so like wealthy people would be patrons to artists and then artists could live and like s- support themselves, but they could still create their art. That sounds like an app called Patreon. Oh, shit. Tell me more. <laughs> well, creators... Like ourselves. Exactly. Can <clears throat> post content within this app. Right. And it... It's, and patrons. And patrons can pay for that content. Right. And depending on how much they pay, you can get all kinds of different types of content from said creators. We're not going to run through the content. <clears throat> you can look it up. Patreon.com slash hot drinks. With an A. Some some months we don't provide any content. Because <laughs> we're bad at living up to our promises. <laughs> but some months we do. And you get it for free by paying for it. You, <laughs> you get it absolutely free. <laughs> so throw a little money our way if you want. Get some bonus content. Do it for gay twink bottom Jesus. <laughs> if that's all you got. Um, you can be a patron for as little as $1. Or as much as one million dollars a month. So, but beyond a million, we'll be like, hold on, we can't. We can't provide content for that much. Anyway, that's the end of the ad because it's already two minutes. Okay, bye. Bye. Hope is why. (laughs) We tell the story. Yeah, it's from Once on This Island, you guys. Let's not get started on that. There was a revival. (laughs) Oh no 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 no! Of Once on This Island in Utah. No, this oh. was on Broadway. Oh, okay, thank God. And it had Alex Newell as Mama Yorley, 
Do you know who Alex Newell is? I don't. Okay. Well, he's he was on Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. He's a man. He's a, he, he's a gay man, but he always dresses like a woman. But he's oh. not like a drag queen. It's just how he dresses. Right. But he identifies as a gay man. Anyway, it also had Tamira Gray from season two of American Idol as Papa Gay, the sly demon of death. Oh. Anyway. Great. Would have been amazing. Would have been. Would um, <clears throat> have been. Okay, so we are doing the top five queer affirming ways to talk to your kids about sex and bodies and booty holes. And just, or just, just romance, ro- love. Oh, we're talking about love? <laughs> anyway, okay, what's your number one? My number one is... <clears throat> I is, feel like a lot of ours might overlap. And, and if they do, then... We will just, we will just jump right in. Go with the flow. Right. <clears throat> My number one is a don't. Okay. And I made a conscious effort to not do this with my kids a while ago. But it's don't say, well, one day when you get married. Right. Yes. Right. Right. Because. I also have this one. So I'm just going to check it off and we'll just have a discussion about it. Okay. I love it. So that's both of our number ones then. Yeah. Because the problem is, even though um, it's federal law now that anybody can get married. Right. It's still such a heteronormative right. and patriarchal institution. Right. And it is still depicted nine times out of ten on media and everywhere we look in our neighborhood um, as a cis man, cis woman right. with kids. Right. And they're also white. And so, right. <clears throat> and so when you say that to your kids, well, one day when you get married, you are... Um, codifying is that, right. is that the right yeah, word? I think codifying that works. Yeah. this image that is societal. It's not our fault, right? Right? You know, individuals. It's right. not our own individual fault, but kind of like this, like, well, what is marriage in America? It's right. a man and a woman and kids, right? And so maybe you you say something like, well, when you fall in love. Right. When you find someone. Right. When you decide to partner. Right. You know, terms like that. Right. What, what do you have to say about it? I mean, I mine mine actually was more focused on parenthood than on marriage because okay. but I think it's the same thing. <clears throat> and I actually learned this from from Cindy's episode when she was on the podcast. Her name is really Morgan. She has cancer. <laughs> when she said She made me cackle today when I was trying to she, Zippity zip on my clit. clit when she said, you know, we, we have girls and we raise them to become mothers, to have more girls who we to raise to become, become more mothers. mothers. Yeah. So it's this never ending cycle. Yeah. And that was the first time I had thought about that aspect of it. But I think it's that <laughs> idea of not assuming anything about your child's future. Right. Not assuming that they're going to become a parent. Not assuming that they're going to get married. Love it. Not assuming that they're going to want a partner of any sort. Yeah. So not assuming that they'll ever want children, like any of those things, like, because those are all optional. Right. Like they could grow up and be single their entire life and be totally fine and healthy and happy. They could grow up and get married and have, you know, three kids and live in a house with a white pick events or any combination. They could grow up and be in a thruple and have like an adopted dog and like have a, have a foster kid from Guatemala that lives, you know, like it could be anything. Yeah. And a, and a plant. (laughs) So it's just that idea that we don't that that the language that we use is like you said, hey, if you ever decide to get married or if you become a mom, you might X, Y, and Z or right, whatever. Right. Instead of saying, well, when you're a mom, you're gonna you'll understand this when you're a mom like me, right. you know, like that kind of bullshit. What a horrible thing to say. <laughs> because we just don't know. Like you just don't know, and you don't know what their experience will be, and you don't know what their experience as a mother or a father or as a parent will be you don't know if they anyway you right. just it's all a mystery if they want to have kids right. you know uh, blah 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 i mean there's so allow first space in yourself right. as the parent right for there to be for those things to be okay. Uh, and, and just your child's future and and choices in that regard to be completely unknown Carte blanche. Right. Nothing prescribed by society and what right. you've done. Because even if you say, 
Well, if you just, even if you are, even if you say, if you decide to become a mother, what if that child is trans or what if that child is non-binary or, you know what I mean? Like they may, they may decide to have children, but they may never identify with the label mother, like whatever. Right. There are just so many options and like, what a blessing though. Like what a wonderful thing to be able to just look at your kid and say, whatever future you choose for yourself, whether it's married, single, partnered, you know, multiple partners, polyamorous, polyamorous yeah, yeah. you know, different partners <laughs> throughout your lifetime. Yeah. And whether there are children or adopted children or a chosen <clears throat> family or, you know, whatever. Yeah. That all of that is okay. All of it is okay. Like what a, like what an amazing, beautiful, powerful thing. And it's just a ticket to joy to, to, a you know, it, to a better chance of finding right. joy. Right. Because you're not trying to find what's prescribed right. you're just trying to find what fits with you right and i would probably jump off uh, uh a little bit off of this you know <clears throat> and this might be a, more of a number two but uh it, it's very possible you you have a child who's asexual right and so if you start having conversations with your child about sex, maybe use the word if instead of when. Yeah. And even if your child is not asexual, if you use if, you are leaving it up to them. You are giving them the right. power. Yeah. Because it's not a matter of when. Like for a woman, for a person born with a female birth assignment, they're probably going to have a period. Right. That's a when conversation. Right. Having sex should be an if conversation. Right, right. Because, and, you know, chances are they're going to have sex. Right. But, but that may happen when they're 16 it or it might them, happen when they're 32. It gives them power yeah. instead of, well, I'm in a situation where I could have sex. And my parents always said when I have sex, so maybe I should just go with this because it's maybe this is the time. Right. It's a more informed thing if that child is in the situation and the parents used if. Yeah. Well, this is a situation where I could end up having sex, but my parents always said, if I want to have sex one day, do I want to have sex in this moment? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, just really like being careful of the language. I think all of this, like all of this to me comes down to language. Yeah. Like the language that we use, because I will just say for myself as like a queer kid growing up in America and growing up in a Mormon family and... <clears throat> And obviously, like, I I don't fault my parents for this because I don't think they had the... I don't think the language existed for them, or at least not in the in the world that they operated in. But they had... But, but all the conversations are about when you get married, when you're a dad, Always. when you have a family, when you... 100%. When you go on a mission, when you get married in the temple, all of those <laughs> things, which is... And obviously, that's a whole other layer that Mormonism adds to all of this that makes it even more complicated. Yeah. But there were just a lot of assumptions of of the path that your life was going to take. And so then that is, so then I never conceived of something different, you know? Yeah. And and obviously like, you know, I, you know, being where I am now in my forties, like <clears throat> I was married, I have these wonderful kids. Like I would never go back and change anything. Like I'm, you know, my life where it is now is, is something I'm, I'm excited about and I'm grateful for and I celebrate, but there was never, <clears throat> There was never an option of a different path. It was just like, when you do this, when you do this, when you do this. So in my mind, where I thought, well, I'm gay, so those things don't make sense. Mm -hmm. But they're the only option. So the thing that I must eliminate then is the being gay. I can't eliminate the marriage. I can't eliminate the going on a a mission. I can't eliminate the having, you know, getting sealed in the temple. Like, those things are a given. So of these options, the only thing that's fungible and that's that's removable is the being gay <clears throat> which guess what it's not it was actually the only thing that wasn't removable um i want to say to our gentle listener friend who suggested this topic and to other parents who have been wondering about this the fact that you're simply wondering right how to have a safe space all-inclusive space when it comes to your kids and being right. queer or not or whatever um is you are tw- 
13 steps ahead of every everyone else who's not right. asking those questions. And you're so just, 100 steps ahead of your own parents who didn't, you know. Indubitably. Like, I, <clears throat> I think about... I think about a lot, like, how worried I am about when I have conversations with my kids about, like, bodies or weight or, you know, whatever. And, yeah. I, and it just feels like a minefield because I just feel like no matter what I say, this is going to be, like, really charged. But then I just think about our parents who were like, well, hey, fatty, you sure look fat today. And then just went about that. You know, like, they didn't, it never even occurred to them right. that they should think or act yeah. differently. So the, even the fact <laughs> that I'm panicking about like, oh, I want to say this the right way and I don't want to make, you know, I don't want I don't want this to like become a thing. Like even the fact that you're thinking about it as opposed to, you know, your mother. Right. Who was like, well, maybe if you weren't such a fat pig. Sure. You wouldn't, you know. Right. Anyway. So good job thinking about it. Yes. Number uh, two. Number two is... I feel like I should go first with number two. Go ahead, yeah. Because you went first with number one and, and you stole was, my answer. Okay. I bet my I bet I have this one too. Okay, go. I mean this I feel like this is exactly what we were just saying, but nothing has a gender. Oh <laughs> period. Love it. End of story. Okay. So where this always came up in my kids' life when they were little, and I've probably told this story in this podcast, but when I first came out and I first started becoming aware of these things, my kids were smaller, we would go to McDonald's, we would order the happy meal. Mm-hmm. And the person at McDonald's would say, do you want the boy Happy Meal or the girl Happy Meal? Which, P.S., the person at McDonald's is not supposed to say that. In the McDonald's training, really, they're not supposed to say that, but they do. Because oh. they're lazy and stupid. I'm sorry. I did not mean to imply that at McDonald's <laughs> workers are lazy and stupid. Oh, 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 oh. But they're overworked and underpaid, and they don't have time to worry about the gender of the Happy Meals. Fair. So they say, do you want a boy Happy Meal or a girl Happy Meal? And I, would, and I would always say, which toys are in the Happy Meal? And they would say, it's a Polly Pocket or a Hot Wheel. And then I'd be like, kids, do you want a Polly Pocket or a Hot uh-huh. Wheel? Yeah. And my kids would be like, you can just say a girl Happy Meal, Dad. It's fine. <laughs> but... And then I would give a big lecture as we pulled from the speaker <laughs> to the, you know, the first window where uh-huh. you pay yeah. about how there are boys that want to play with Polly Pockets and there are girls that want to play with right. Hot Wheels and it doesn't matter uh-huh. and people should be able to play with whatever yeah. they want. Uh-huh. So just don't give genders to anything. And that sounds so obvious, like don't tell your boys they can't play with dolls or whatever. Or can't wear pink. Right. But again, it's like in the language that you use when you talk about things – even, even, and I think it becomes trickier when you talk about like, well, boys are tougher and girls are more sensitive and, and boys are, you know, like boys will be boys or, oh, my boys are so wild and crazy and my daughter's so, you know, like just being really careful in the language that you use talking about the difference between boys and girls, mm-hmm. because it's not the difference between boys and girls. It's the difference between this one individual child and this other individual child. Uh This child of mine who is a boy is crazy and wild and rambunctious and whatever. And this child of mine who is a girl is very, you know, introspective and plays in a room and whatever. But that doesn't mean that every child who's a girl is that way and every child who's a boy is that way. So, and again, it's that language of just saying, I mean, if you think about how gendered our language is, like, it's like, Especially with little kids, everything is about princes and princesses and about, you know, like just all of the, you know, all of these things that are so gendered. And and when we can sort of start removing that and and just talk about things as things Uh and not things with genders, everything's better. Anyway, that's my number two. This is a funny episode. (laughs) I hope you guys are laughing, yucking it up. But, yes, so... You take your kids to get clothes. Right. Did you just swallow a whole thing of cinnamon or? No, it's like a ginger powder that I put in the drink and there was a lot of it piled at the bottom. Right at the bottom. It always is at the bottom. Um, It is. That's how (laughs) things in drinks work. (laughs) So you take your kid to go school shopping. And maybe instead of, so you have this child who was born with a male sex assignment right your child could very well be a cisgender male i mean as horrifying as that sounds right right <laughs> but maybe you don't lead the way to the boys section right maybe you say to the child lead the way right and see where they go right. that's just one example of how you can navigate 
binary gender things. Well, and I want to say too, like, I think with all of this, it's, I don't think that it's, I don't think that this means that everything should be gender neutral and everything should have, should be, like, I think it's okay if you have a girl who likes to dress up like a princess and, you know, wear high heels and put on lipstick. Like, I think it's also okay to, like, celebrate that. Mm -hmm. You know, just like it would be okay to celebrate that if you had a child who was a boy who wanted to do those things. Yes. You know, so I think it's not about saying, like, everyone should just wear, like, agendered t-shirts made of, like, linen, cotton, you know, like... (laughs) Like in a... A post-apocalyptic yeah, like utopian it's, like, society. It's, it's totally great to celebrate like your child for who they are. Yeah. And if and if who they are is more along the stereotypical gender lines, great. Right. Then celebrate that. But, let but like but them let them decide. The yeah. So my number two is pronouns. Okay. So if you can make pronouns this kind of you know come... this was my number three. Okay. So we'll just we'll just keep going. It's a flow. It's a fluid flow. Um, if you can make pronouns part of your, um, regular vocabulary. Mm -hmm. So, um, my name tag at work has my name and my pronouns on it. Mine too. When I interview people to hire them, I ask them what their pronouns are. Right. I never assume. Right. Um, and you could, as a parent... Make a conscious effort um, to, when you're introducing yourself and your children are around, say, hi, I'm Latter-day Twain and my pronouns are she, her. Right. And the kids will, you know, really um, pick up on that. When you go into a public place and say you go somewhere where the employees wear name tags, if they have their pronouns on it, on the name tag, <clears throat> have a conversation in the car about it. Yeah. If they're young and you're really wanting to introduce the non-binary right. mi- mindset. <clears throat> um, so. here's, here's what I'll add about that. Okay. Your kids already know all this. Like, your kids already have friends who don't use typical pronouns. Right. You know what I mean? It's like I said, all the kids are queer. They are, yeah. Like, your kids will probably be leading the way on this, but I think what you're saying is absolutely true. Like normalizing using pronouns. So I, at my work, am the person who makes the name tags for people. And whenever we have new people, I always give my big speech about, you can also put your pronouns. And then I give my big speech about how it's so important that all of us share our pronouns, because if we only require the person whose pronouns might be in question to share their pronouns, then that's just another way that we're making that person feel like we're othering, othering that person. Othering yeah. them, yes. And, this and I is... give that big speech and then the person's like, okay, cool, my name's Mike. And you're just like, fuck you, Mike. Like, just... But, um... <laughs> fuck you, Mike. And this is why Jack, who works at my restaurant with me, won't put his pronouns on his name tag. Oh, really? Yeah. He's like, because I won't... He's like, I won't do it until everyone has pronouns on their name tag. Yeah. I mean, that kind of makes sense. But it was just what you were saying. Yeah. It's that if He's like, I'm not going to other myself. Yeah, I'm not going to be the one that's like, oh, oh, those are your pronouns. That's not what I was expecting, you know, or whatever. (laughs) Right, right, right. So I had an interesting experience with pronouns the other day with my children. Oh. Who who are leading the way, as we say. One of your children is Middleson, who dropped a cat. Middleson. Yes. By the way, two of my children... This is the other thing that I think... Well, this is based on my own experience. Two of my children use like don't care about pronouns uh-huh. they're fine with he him she her or they're also fine with <coughs> they them uh-huh. they don't care uh-huh. um but i was so i was picking up my daughter from school she had stayed after to take some photos of some friends of hers and i and she was showing me some of the photos and I, and I was like, oh, are these, you know, are these friends from last year? Are these new friends just kind of asking some questions mm-hmm. and i said oh, what are their names? And she was like, this is, you know, whatever, so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. And I could, and it was while I was driving, so I wasn't really looking at the picture. And one of the kids, I can't remember their name, but had a name that that was kind of gender neutral. Could have been, a, a could have been, I didn't know the gender of that child from the name. And I said, oh, is, let's say the kid's name was Finn. Terry. Finn, there you go. 
Terry feels a little of our generation. No one's name. No one's name. No 12-year-old is named Terry. But I said, oh, is Finn a boy or a girl? And as soon as the words came out of my mouth, I was like, motherfucker. I know. I you do can't that ask, too. You can't ask that question. I do it too. I do it too. And, and my daughter said, Finn is non-binary and Finn uses they, them pronouns. And, and here's what I wanted to ask. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying this to let you all know, like, we all have these thoughts and it's okay. Even when we're liberal, progressive, queer friendly, I was like, yeah, but what is Finn real? You know, like I wanted to know like, well, was, did, was Finn assigned male at birth or, but, but like, what the fuck? That's none of my business. It's none of your business. It's basically me saying, does Finn have a penis? Right. Or, which is a really creepy, weird question to ask about your child's friend. And so, I was like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, of course, I should have, I shouldn't have asked that. That was weird. You know, and I corrected myself. Mm-hmm. And I just think, like, our kids have so many, my kids at least, and I would venture to bet that anyone who has kids that are, like, teenagers right now, <clears throat> have so many friends, or at least kids they know at school who are non-binary, use they, them, yeah. gender fluid, you know, whatever. And we're living in a pretty conservative state. Yeah, I can only imagine what it's like for kids who live in you know, states that are more progressive or more liberal or whatever. But I've started even like, like when I, you know, I picked my daughter up today and I said, oh, who are your friends? What are their names? You know, like, or what, you know, not friend. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to use they, them when I don't know the child, what pronouns right. that child uses, <clears throat> you know? Yeah. And then as soon as my daughter says like, oh, well, yeah, she she and I are in this class together or whatever, then I'll switch to she pronouns. But until I know for sure, even if I saw that child and in my mind I thought, oh, that's a girl, well, I don't know what that right. child identifies exactly. as. So, exactly. So I just try, I'm, I'm working on just using they, them pronouns yeah. with, with my kid's friends until, I, until my kid corrects me and says, oh, they actually use right. she, her pronouns or right. whatever. A couple of things. So, um, my our friend, uh, Sister Virtue, who has the dog Willow Woodruff. Mm-hmm. Um, ever since I met her, and her pronouns at the moment are she, her. She feels fluid sometimes, but if if they weren't she, her, she I probably would know that um, because we're really close. But ever since I met her in twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. she's always referred to anyone as they, them. Yeah. And she's the first person I met that has ever done that. Yeah. Just across the board until she's told otherwise. Right. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to say was, <clears throat> I think that my, my thing, my little advice nugget that anyone could take or leave or whatever on using, being proactive about using pronouns where you said they already, you know, all, all, all they already know about pronouns yeah. and, and being non-binary and, and gender fluid. Yeah. Da 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 da. I think I'm thinking of as babes in arms, kids that young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like That's starting true. Yeah. ASAP. Yeah. Um, uh, parents our age and in their forties, Gen Xers, we did not. We did not start that early. No. Um. <clears throat> That doesn't mean it's not too late, obviously. Right. Um, but uh, that's kind of where I was coming from with that. I think I hear Middleson. Let's take a break. It's for us. It's not for them. And for Middleson. This is this is a is this episode just real preachy and annoying? Is it informative? Oh. Is it fun and funny? It's not fun and funny. I think that it's coming from our lived experiences. Okay. So I don't think it's preachy. Okay. Bye. Bye. Oh, hey, hi, hello, we're back. We came back. We said goodbye. We said bye. We didn't mean it. We have moved to a different room in my house. Do we want to talk about what happened on the break? Not specifics. (laughs) But one of my children got home. My other children came downstairs. They decided to yell at me about some things. So now we're in my bedroom. Yeah. So it reminds me of that movie Little Children. Do you remember it? <laughs> no, what's that movie? Kate Winslet's in it. Oh, it's yeah, from yeah, like yeah, 08. yeah. 
I think maybe. Oh, seven. Right. Anyway, moving on. Do you like my uh, linen sheets? Oh. These are nice, right? These are. I think Casey Musgraves would really be pleased. Hers are probably nicer, but they're from a brand called Quince. Anyway. <laughs> of course they are. I would just like to point out a few things around my room. Okay. Please, since we're here. Please do. I have a, a gay Lego rainbow thing over there on my bookshelf. Oh, my God. I have um, an evil bird thing on my nightstand there. Oh, my God. A new tarot deck that I bought to fix all my problems. It didn't. Spoiler. <laughs> I have a picture of a house burning down on a cliff. Which is one of my favorites. One of my favorites, too. I call it my favorite piece. <laughs> it's a painting. <laughs> and when I saw it and I was like, this is a painting of a house on a pink cliff burning down. <laughs> I thought... Well, that describes my life. <laughs> I have a, a letter board that says, Be Gay, Do Crimes. Yeah. You've um, got a, a gorgeous palm A gorgeous anthurium, okay. I think is what that's called. Fine. And I have a Cheku Okazaki prayer candle. Oh, kill me. Kill me now. <laughs> it's just, a, you know those like Catholic prayer candles that I have do. like St. Teresa on them? Why do you have that? Well, this one bitch. has Cheku Okazaki. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. Sometimes that. we pray to Sister Cheko. No. She was probably a lesbian. Oh, yeah. I mean, she wrote a book called Cat's Cradle. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hello. Have you played Cat's Cradle? It's basically, it's basically (laughs) like labia majore, labia minore, like opening and closing. I love how you said it in Italian. (laughs) Wait, is that not how you say it? Minore and majore. (laughs) Wait, how do you say them in English? Labia Major labia majora. Majora. You were like Majora's mask. Yeah. Anyway, Adante. that's a cat's cradle. Labia adante. <laughs> labia allegro. That means like the joyful labia. <laughs> so anyway, that's a little tour of my room. So here's what we decided. We decided that we've covered like three now. Three-ish. Three-ish. Yeah, this is a loose, a loose top five. It's a loosey-goosey, which... You know when a comedian's like, I'm just going to go up to the mic, I'm going to do a tight five. <laughs> no. And they're going to do like a tight five-minute set. Oh, a five-minute... Yeah. This is a tight five. This is a loose five. Oh, it's a top you just five. Said loose. Yeah, yeah, but it's very loose. This is a loose five. So my loose number four. Okay. Okay. Is <clears throat> at your comfort level as a parent. Uh-huh. Talk about your own experiences. Oh my god, that was on mine too, kind Yay! of, but not exactly. So, for example, did you? Make out with girls in high school? I did not. No, not you. Oh. <laughs> you being the... I mean, I guess I kind of you. did. The labia majora you. Can you imagine um, little gay me making out with girls in high school? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, because I did. My gay ex-husband Gary did. I know. Well, I did too. Boobs. Like, I had, a, I had a girl... I had a couple of girlfriends. Stop it. Stop it. But I just think like, wow, that was the worst... He, that must have been the worst making out they my, ever had. My gay ex-husband Gary uh-huh. had a girlfriend in high school... And it took him 11 months to kiss her. I mean, that... Just to kiss her. I remember driving around with Mary Jo Coco talking about a girl that I was, quote unquote, dating. <clears throat> was it that one I hate? In high school, probably. Yeah. And she said, you know, it's okay to kiss, right? Oh, oh, Mary Jo Coco? She did not. <laughs> yes. She did not. Yes, she, she did. She did not. She, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, and nobody knew. Nobody knew. I bet Mary Jo Coco uses they, them pronouns. Anyway, so, so, okay, so your own experiences, like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> for example, uh, personal experience, when I was ready, when I was dating, uh, um, uh, I've never given this woman a pseudonym, but I did date a woman for nine months. Right. Back in, I want to say it was 20, late 2015 to late 2016. Um, let's call her, uh, I almost said her actual name. <laughs> I mean, the funny thing is you could have, and that's not like, and it wouldn't yeah. have mattered. Um, <clears throat> let's call her Alyssa. Okay. Um, when I was sure that our dating relationship was a relationship, I told my kids, okay, so I'm, I'm dating Alyssa. Mm-hmm. And I already had figured it out. But the point is right. that I 
was open about it. I didn't try to hide it. Um, <clears throat> and so maybe you fooled around in high school, college with someone of a gender that's not really your bag. Right. In present day. Right. So, uh, because what I wanted to say was, maybe you made out with some girls in high school. Well, it was just so <laughs> much more. Out. It was so much more fluid and so much more. It just rolled off the tongue more when you said, maybe you made out with some people in high school whose gender wasn't your bag <laughs> in present day. I just feel like that was just a more. It was just a more have, fluid way I to say it. I have a bachelor's degree. What can I say? I just think. <clears throat> I just think we need to remember. It's okay to say maybe you made out with some girls in high so school. If I, if, you don't have to say maybe me, a person born with a vagina <laughs> in a cis body presenting female, made out with some people in high school who also presented female and were assigned female at birth. I just don't think you always have to be that specific. Okay, okay. I appreciate. Wait, don't wake my child. Don't wake my child up. She's my sleeping. Jo- my child. My child. My child. Okay, I'm sorry. I just think like. <laughs> I I think we all appreciate the effort to be Let's inclusive. Get back to the point. The point. But is- I think sometimes it's okay to say, <laughs> like sometimes it's okay to say, I want to suck some dicks. <laughs> Not, I want to suck some appendages that are on people who were assigned male at birth, whose gender presentation oh, at this day and age may be <clears throat> a variety of things, but who there who hitherto for. Still have a penis, okay. <laughs> regardless of what their gender identity or gender expression is. I want to get like to sometimes the point. you can just say, "I want to suck some dick." Okay, the point Go is, ahead. if you are a woman and a mom, right, and you <clears throat> maybe you made out with some girls in high school or college, right. Right. tell your kids that Great. they see you in a um, hetero hetero relationships. Right. But you had some homo experiences. Is right. it okay to say homo? No. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. You had some gay experiences. I, I'm, I feel like I'm fucking it all up. But anyway, just tell your kids. I made out with girls in high school. Why did you do that? Because I wanted to. Why? Are you gay? Um... Not really gay, but you know what? I was attracted to them and I enjoyed it. Yeah. That's the point I'm getting to. Okay. Okay. That you can you can share your experiences at your comfort level. And it shows your kids that, oh, well, my mom, who's in a relationship that looks like this today, did some things that didn't look like that right. before. Right. And it was okay. Right. That's I it. hope I hope you're <laughs> I hope your children listen to this episode <laughs> because they will be like these fucking old people. They hate it. They'll, they may, oh, uh, they'll hate just us being so old hope, and trying to explain all this stuff. And they're just probably like, oh my God, shut make it, up. Make it go Make away. it stop. Make it go away. I mean, mine was essentially a similar idea, which was just like, it's okay to make your kids uncomfortable sometimes. Oh. Like, it's okay to say things about the people who were assigned female at birth who still identify as female. <laughs> like, it's okay to, like, <laughs> share things that your kids might, like, be a little, like, like kind of laugh off as, like, ew, gross, dad, right. I don't want to know that. No, yeah, because maybe in the moment they have that reaction, but it is meaningful if you share that. Here's an example. Uh-oh. My daughter and I are watching a show on Netflix called The Circle. Okay. Have you watched The Circle? Of course not. I haven't oh watched it. You know me. God. I'm struggling. It's, I just want to shout out to all my circle friends out there because I know some of you are watching. <clears throat> Not Chloe. It is in no the, in the garden. No, it is the worst show on television. <laughs> it's in its third season. Uh-huh. The premise of the circle is it's like six to eight people are sent to live in an apartment building. <clears throat> they don't ever meet. They just communicate through text using an app called The Circle. And then, and then they have to like build relationships and alliances and then they block each, well, not every episode, but periodically they block people. They like eliminate them from the circle. Okay. Okay. And so, no. Oh. So it's a lot of people being like, circle, send message, 
Good morning, everyone. Smiley face emoji. Hope everyone's ready to rise and shine. Hashtag two eggs over easy for me. Send. And then they'll send the message and then the other people will read it. Like it's that for one hour. Okay, okay. And we're paying $14.99 a month to Netflix for the privilege of watching the show. Yeah. Anyway, there's a character on season three of The Circle, which is the one we're watching right now. His name is Nick. And by <coughs> character, I mean a real human being named Nick. He is a, he is a disgusting straight boy. And I was watching with my daughter and I said, here's the thing, daughter. I would like to make out with Nick, even though I'd feel bad about it afterward. Uh-huh. And I think sometimes it's okay to say those things. Okay, I like And it. she was a little uncomfortable. Right. And then she made fun of me. Yeah. But I was like, I know he's stupid, but I still want to make out with him. Because he's very beautiful. Right. Like very, very beautiful. Great body. Dumb as a bag of rocks. Right? Just nothing between those beautiful blue eyes. Yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah. So it's okay to make your kids uncomfortable sometimes. This reminds me of a time, this has nothing to do with the episode, but it reminds me of a time when um, I asked my gay ex-husband Gary if someone in his show was gay, and he said, oh, I don't think he's smart enough to be gay. <laughs> That's the best thing Gary's ever said. <laughs> I'm going to start using, oh my God, I'm going to start using that. (laughs) When when they hire someone new at work and they're like, do you think he's gay? I'll be like, oh no, he's not smart enough. (laughs) I'm going to start using that. Thank you, Gary. I like that one. Thank you, Gary. Number five. Okay. Are we ready? We're ready. Media and activities. This sounds like a young women's program. It really does. This sounds like you just clicked to the next slide in your PowerPoint (laughs) presentation. And you're like. Media and activities. So, <laughs> and then you have some animated bullet points that are going to come up. So, after. our friend who recorded with us in the non monogamy series, who also is my niece through my former marriage to my ex husband Gary, who was born with a male sex assignment. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway, um, our friend and my niece, her pseudonym was Heavenly Mother. Um, <clears throat> She has been taking her kids to drag shows. Cute. Obviously not in a bar. Right, right, right. But also, she and her husband, and I can't remember the name that he chose for himself. But anyway, Heavenly Mother and her husband. Sky Daddy. (coughs) Was it Sky Daddy? (gasps) I think it was Sky Daddy. Or was that a different couple? No, I think it was Sky Daddy. Good job. Um, They... When their kids were infants and toddlers, that well, at the time they had two, and one was a baby and one was a toddler, and she was maybe pregnant with the third, mm-hmm. started volunteering for Encircle. Oh, cute. And Encircle is an LGBTQ therapy, thera- charity, therapy. Yeah, organization. Organization. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> they, they, They're in Utah. They went to volunteer at their big annual, like, shindig that they do in Lehigh for mm-hmm. the kids. And I just admired that so much because she doesn't know yet yeah. if, who, which of right. her children are right. queer or in what way. Right. But they were there. Yeah. And I really, really admired that, that there will already be a safe space for whatever comes at them. And, and I've seen that manifested in... I don't know if their middle child does this still, but their middle child would wear, um, as a toddler and a little bit older now, um, clothes that were, so he's male, born male, right? male sex assignment, but they'll have family pictures where he might be wearing a skirt or some of his sister's shoes. And I love it. Yeah. Adorable. <clears throat> yeah. So media and experiences. Let your kids catch you watching stuff that's not all heteronormative love stories. I think that's why, too, like, I get so <clears throat> passionate about representation in the media because I just think, like, we need we need more stories about different kinds of people instead of the same stories about, you know, white, cisgendered, 
heterosexual couples falling right. in love, you know? <clears throat> right. And that's, and that's what I think is interesting. And like, you'll hear this in the queer community a lot is that people will say, you know, like people, when people hear about people like your niece who are taking their kids to drag shows, they'll say, well, why are you, why are you exposing kids to these lifestyles like so young and blah, blah, blah. But like literally there are onesies for babies that say like stud muffin uh-huh. or like, yeah. you know, like, my daddy's got a shotgun, so you better be careful. Right. For infants. <clears throat> yeah. So, like, we we heterosexualize infants from, like, the moment they're born. You know, we talk about their little boyfriends on the playground. Absolutely. And we talk about, you know, and we put them in little outfits that have funny sayings <clears throat> about, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, like, but as soon as someone introduces the idea that one of these kids might be queer or, right. or introduces them to a queer... <clears throat> you know, role model or character right. or drag queen or it's whatever. An, it's Everyone's like, what is this influence. agenda? Yeah, what is this yeah. agenda you have? So, <clears throat> exactly. <anyway. clears> My last one. Okay. Um, it's about throat health and about <laughs> lozenges. <laughs> no, it's really just about, and this is like, this is not rocket science, but it's about the idea that I think when we were growing up, there was this idea that that your parents would have a sex talk with you. And it was this, like, one event when you were, like, 12 where they would, like, tell you about the birds and the bees. And, like, that was the end of the and event. And they were done. Yeah. yeah. And then you never talked about it again. Right. And I think when raising kids in a queer, friendly way, those talks and conversations are ongoing and continual and complicated and messy and you know they're they're kind of never ending Mm -hmm. you know and they're you know you can have conversations that are age appropriate and you can talk to your kids you know about certain things when they're you know preteens that are different than what you talk to about when they're teenagers or whatever yeah yeah but I I was just thinking about if I want to tell this (laughs) want to tell this story I probably already told it on the show but but I, like, I think we all kind of imagine that our kids will be like, where do babies come from? Or that we'll have these, like, cute conversations with them. Yeah. But one of the early sort of surprising sex conversations that I had with one of my children, and I will just leave which one it is, anonymous. Okay. Is the child came to me and said, Dad, I need to talk to you about something. And mm. I said, yes. <clears throat> and the child said, I was looking for a charger. <laughs> so I looked in the drawer next to your bedside table. Uh-huh. And I found a dildo. Yeah. Also, why does my child know what a dildo is? But whatever. Sure. And and here's the thing, too. When you are a person of a who was assigned a masculine gender at the time of your birth and live your life expressing a, a masculine gender and are interested in <laughs> the appendages of people with masculine who are also presenting of a masculine gender, <laughs> i.e. when you're a gay dude... My dildo is not a pink wand with like with like twisty beads in it. It's like a big rubber dick. You know? It's just a big rubber dick. So when my child found a dildo in my drawer, yeah, yeah. it was not like what is this weird purple thing that has appendages and it was I found a big rubber dick <clears throat> in your drawer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had to have that conversation. You had to. So I just think, and what I said was, well, I mean, I don't remember exactly what I said, but essentially I said something to the effect of, well, I'm sorry that if that made you feel uncomfortable when uh, you found it, yeah, that is something that is private. So I don't want you to like show other kids or show your brother and sister or whatever. Right, right. But it's also something that like... <clears throat> you don't need to be embarrassed about and that, you know, grownups have, you know, toys and things that they use that feel good and it's nothing to be embarrassed about, but it's also private. And so, you know, I'd ask that you don't, you know, look in that drawer in the future. Right. Something along those lines. But anyway, I'd like to share something. Yes. And this isn't necessarily sharing because this is what you should do. It's just where I'm at. It's just, I'm just sharing a personal anecdote. Right. Me, a person who was born with a vagina. In a, in a body. <laughs> and, anyway. <clears throat> depending on how I feel. Uh-huh. 
after I use one of my vibrators, I may huh. or may not put it away. I may just leave it out yeah, of my I bed. Get it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And sometimes uh, you're tired. And, and but also I don't care. I, yeah. I there's a part of me that kind of wants my kids to see my mom prioritizes pleasure. Right. And I say mom because I am a woman. <laughs> you were a identified. Right. Right. <laughs> anyway, well, that's it. Well, this was a great episode. I really think it is. I, I hope so. I hope <clears throat> I hope it didn't sound preachy. Yeah. Because again, we are not experts. <clears throat> these are just our own experiences. Right. I if you want to judge us or yell at us, then you're my children who interrupted us <laughs> mid episode to judge us and yell at us. Mid episode. Right. Interrupted by Middleson. To judge us and yell at us. Mid episode. So uh, you can join them. You can also join our Patreon. Please do. Give it's us money. Patreon.com slash hot drinks. And here's the thing. What? We've delivered on our promises Oh my this God. Month. September has rocked. Well, we have like two more to do. Oh. I have to do my ministering visit. Okay. And, and what And else? we have to do the tarot reading. I don't, you forgot those were I don't a thing. think that's. No, I think it's still a thing. <laughs> We just forgot it was okay, a thing because okay. we haven't done it oh, well, for so, so gonna long. We're so going to fucking do but it. But anyway, <clears throat> you can join it. our Patreon and you can follow us on it's the socials. It's HTTP forward slash forward slash S colon forward slash forward slash. www. Right. Patreon. Right. Dot com slash forward slash. That's a forward slash. Right. Hot so anyway, drinks. good luck with your <laughs> queer kids and talking to them about sex and bodies. Um. Just give us some money. Oh, wait. Were we done talking about that? No, we're done talking about that. (laughs) Anyway. All right. But also, if you want to reach out to us and ask us specific questions, the best place to do that is our Instagram, Hot Drinks. Yeah. Um, And just know it's probably Sister Twain replying to you. I don't know. You Lately, it's been mostly you. No. Well, in the past year? No. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, bye. (laughs) There's a green hill far away without a touching hand.